All right, welcome back to the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. Today, we watched Burn After Reading from 2008. This is a podcast where we will watch The Matrix, we will watch John Wick, and then we'll watch Fried Green Tomatoes. And today, we, we watched Burn <laughs> After Reading. We're all over the place. Um, this is, I think, our first Coen Brothers movie, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Jared, you chose this movie. Our category is basically... Um, choose a movie from your favorite director, and yours was Edgar Wright. But you, we already did three of those, so you switched it up. This is your one yeah. B favorite director, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, Cohen Brothers, Joel and Ethan Cohen. I love these guys. They make um, they made my favorite movie of all time, which is um, shoot, what's that movie? Um, <laughs> your favorite I'm movie, and you don't know. No country for old men. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, for the listeners, I, I've I've been rushed today, so I'm sorry. Uh, no Country for Old Men is my favorite uh, movie, and they directed it 2007, won Best Picture, um, and then of course uh, Anton Chigurh, who was played by Javier Bardem, won Best Supporting Actor, and so they have a ton of good movies. So they made, um, you know, Barton Fink, Fargo, Big Lebowski, Oh Brother Ratha. Intolerable cruelty, burn after reading. Obviously, this. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not go through the list because I want to do a our cliche uh, Mount Rushmore of Cohen Brothers. I think that'd be a good time to talk about their movies. Um, I don't think I've seen enough to. That was my next question: Is Jordan, how many Cohen Brothers have you movies have you seen? Uh, like three or four, I want to say. I'll have to go and double check. Well, there's your Mount but Rushmore. <laughs> So Jared, That's why I was like, you're you you're the you're like we all. I mean, I I like them a lot. I love them, but I would say you you love them way more than I do. Um, what would be your Mount Rushmore of Coen Brother movies? Uh, talk to I actually talked to uh, guest Phil Kalespis. He gets um, more shout outs than I don't know. Yes. I'm trying to think. Then him him and I, him and I were talking about it last night. So. Obviously, I have to go. My favorite movie is No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Then I have to go with Fargo because that's obvious. Then Oh Brother Athel, of course. I, th- I think I think most lists should have those three. And the fourth one was really, really killing me because I wanted to pick. You know, I really love True Grit. I really love Big Lebowski. But I kind of got to go burn after reading because it's just so fucking ridiculous. And it's just so funny. Man, I'm trying to think. I might have to say, I haven't seen, I want to see Inside Lewin Davis because I love music movies like that. But I haven't, so I can't put it on the list. Um, I, I agree. No Country for Old Men should be on everyone's list. Um, oh, Brother Warth. Yeah. Okay. That's on there too. Um, I'm looking at the list right now of their movies. I don't think I've ever finished Fargo, so that's a sin on my part. Oh, you missed the best part of Fargo, then. (laughs) I know. I need to go back and watch it. And I've never seen. I know I have to see more of their movies, but right now, looking through the ones that I've seen, surprisingly or not, I don't think this is going to be on every anyone's top of the list movies. But I actually think the Lady Killers is the funniest one I've seen of that. Hey, Lady Killers is actually funny. I didn't put it out there because I did. I didn't too much like the acting. I felt like they were just hand, like I. 
I don't know. I just felt like they were hamming it up, as we always talk about with Lawrence Fishburne and John Wick, who's just hamming it up. That's how I felt everybody in the Lady Killers was. Yeah, the the comedy comes much more from the situation they yeah. are rather than the actual acting or anything with that. Yeah, so that's why I say like this movie and Lady Killers are like sort of similar because they're a little bit off the wall, but I feel like this movie always gets a bump for me because I feel like everybody in this movie is like really good acting and I felt like mm-hmm. this movie had a little bit better writing. It was not yeah, better writing but a lot more crisp writing. It was very crisp. No lines were really wasted in this movie. I uh what I like about them man is that you can't put them in a box. They're going to make No Country for Old Men, which is the grittiest, most realistic, like, just, here's the story. No no, no music, none of that. It's just, here's the story, and it's great, and it's thrilling, and it ends, and you're like, holy crap. And then they're going to make this movie, which is, <laughs> I would compare it to, um, what's uh, Clear and Present Danger meets Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. It's got the tone uh, of like a Jack Ryan thriller, but with the characters from Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that's the best I could describe it. It's because even the movie, as ridiculous as it is, it treats the movie so seriously. Then you have these cartoons running around doing the most ridiculous stuff, and it it works really well. You You could like feel the sarcasm just from the camera just coming off screen you know, or the irony or satire whatever it just coming off the screen and it was it really is not a great look for our secret our cia and fbi agencies huh makes us look like idiots and, you know, well, the only there's only one who's an idiot. I feel like with the CIA agents, most of the time the CIA is like, "What the hell's going on?" And now we're trying to fix what's going on. Most of the time. So, let's start. Jordan, how'd you? I mean, do you, you've never seen this before. Did you like the movie? Yeah, I liked it. What was your favorite part of this movie? Not like scene, I, but like favorite aspect. Favorite aspect of it is pretty much sort of what I just described. I think my favorite parts that always stood up was uh, J.K. Simmons just going <laughs> over the – getting the briefing of what's going on. And he's just like, wait, what? <laughs> just because everything's so ludicrous that I, I felt like that those scenes in particular are what really shine and I got the best laughs from and enjoyed the most. Yeah, he's definitely the everyman. Like, wait, what's what's going on? Like, oh, shit. Okay. So we don't, we don't know anything, right? <laughs> He's just so confused. <laughs> Jared, how many times have you seen this movie? Um, I've seen, like, I, I'd say probably about five or six. Um, Damn. I haven't seen it. And, yeah, no, I like this movie. Um, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, though, recently. So um, it, I just think it's very funny and very clever. Dude, the, I just think the writing is great in this movie. And, like, J.K. Simmons, like, every time he comes on screen, he's just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and like every time they walk back in and tell him something different, there he's like, "Wait, what? Yeah, that's really going on." He's like, "Can we fix this?" And it's just so funny hearing his reactions because obviously his reactions are our reactions. He's there for the audience. He's a placeholder for us. Man, so you're right. The di- like the writing's really good. But the dialogue that that Malkovich had. 
when he read that, he must have been like, oh my God, I'm going to have so much fun with this. He just gets to go like, he just gets to swear the whole movie. And he just it, it's very much designed for jo- uh, John Malkovich, I felt like his yeah. role. And so I feel like that's like some, like every time John Malkovich like stepped on scene, that's like one of your favorite guitars, like Jimi Hendrix or like mm-hmm. Slash or Tom Morello, when they get up like a guitar solo, I feel like that's every time um john Malkovich had a you know just like a monologue he was like oh we just watched this solo and just fucking jams it he plays a crazy mad person so well (laughs) it's perfect so this is not my favorite brad pitt movie but it might be my favorite brad pitt performance (laughs) he was so much fun to watch well i say that because i know how much he loves him in snatch Oh, fuck, Snatch. But this makes me laugh so hard. Go ahead, Jared. Dude, no, probably... Okay, so what I never noticed until this time I watched it was how bad his shorts were the entire movie. (laughs) They were just the thickest, the largest cargo shorts you will find. There's so much fabric in those shorts. And so he's... Excuse me. He's wearing those throughout the movie. And then there's one point where he's running on the treadmill and he's still wearing those thick ass shorts that I swear are like 30 pounds. And he's like fist pumping, running on the treadmill with those shorts on. And I'm like, this is probably the greatest film performance I've ever seen. Move over, Javier Bardem. Bradman takes it for this movie. If you like break down his role and just look at the dialogue that he he had to like say, it's not that impressive. It's what he does with all that. You know, like just his his dumb face that he's so good at playing dumb. Um, he's just so good and at being a dumb person. I don't know. And that's what goes into the acting because, as you said, the lines really there's no substance there, but his actual acting comes out with those dumb lines, and it's just like, wait, he's making this sound like he's making this better, so much better, and he's taking just like your shit is uh secure but his face and the way he delivers it in his mannerisms holding the phone all the way up to his face and whisper just sets it's it so off good it reminds yes. me of like a, a child prank calling someone and trying to be like grown um when he finds so that cd and he's going through the files he's like look it's like it's like numbers and like <laughs> dates and more numbers and, and shit and he just keeps going back to the word shit because he's so dumb he can't think of other words <laughs> It's so good. And his stupid dyed hair that's not even dyed well. It's just, it fits him perfectly, <laughs> man. He he stole a movie from me. Um, but like, Malkovich was also great. He was so good. And then Clooney was also great. But God, the other those other two actors just had so much more fun, I guess. And I guess they had more to work with, but... I will say the big thing I, I took away, I thought it was interesting how this role or this movie definitely picked John Malkovich because they're like, we want you to be John Malkovich mm-hmm. as a CIA agent, pretty much. But Brad Pitt and George Clooney, they're like, look, we are picking you to play something completely different that you guys normally don't pl- play. And I think that was one of the fun things was about just seeing George Clooney just like completely just Mr. Paranoid and like <laughs> a total spaz. Far, no, I, far straight from the PR days. Dialogue um, throughout the movie, he's like, 
uh, you know, I got anaphylaxis. So if it uh, shellfish in here, shelf, and he just does that every time he's eating something. Is it is this goat cheese? Yeah. You know, I'm 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 lactate lactose intolerance. No, no, no. Uh, lactic reflux. And then every time, if you ever notice, every time he walked in the room, he'd always say, "Uh, what kind of what kind of floor you know, is this? What, kind of, what kind of wood is this?" Yeah. <laughs> just. Like, like, what drugs were you on there, man? <laughs> the thing is, they're all, all these people in this movie are terrible human beings. Like, they're terrible humans. And it's funny just to watch terrible people do dumb stuff. Um, Ooh, if you want to talk about a terrible believe, person, man, the Tilda Swinton Swin character. <laughs> she was actually the least terrible. Really? I thought she was just... Oh, every time she talked, I was like, damn, you are a real oh, she's a she's definitely an asshole, but as far as, like, human rights and, and, like, I don't know. Actually, she was cheating, too. I don't know. Jared, you were saying yeah, something? Yeah, no, she was I, cheating. I, I, no. John Malkovich comes home and, like, oh, I didn't get your message. Then she's like, oh, well, you still should have gotten the whatever for the party. He was yeah. like, but I didn't get message no she was a complete bitch the whole time i'm like wow <laughs> um well so no i was gonna say I, I think brad pitt was actually the best like not the least worst character in the movie because he was so dumb he yeah. really didn't realize what he was doing <laughs> i agree i'm with you there i i sort of need to re uh re-see the scene where he gets shot in it because i'm sort of wondering like did he end up shooting himself by accident by moving it or something because george clooney didn't really have a hold of the gun when it went off or i don't think he did they they talked about it a couple times earlier how george clooney had never fired his gun right it's just you know he talks about how it's reflex so it it set up this moment where he was forced to fire his gun because he was so paranoid and everything was going on that he he it pushed him over the edge and he sh- and he, he shot it. It wasn't, but can we talk about Brad Pitt's face right before he gets shot? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that giant smile! Like, he's so dumb. Um, hey, before we go to the Oscar stuff, because we we need to talk about the Oscar snubs here. Um, I got a question for you guys. If you could take anything, Jared, we'll start with you. If you could take anything from the set of this movie and just keep, what would it be? Oh, that's a tough one, man. Oh, man. Anything from the set of this movie and just keep. It could be something for your office. It could be a vehicle. Could it be that yacht? That's what I'm the thinking. Boat. That's the only thing I have. That, that boat? I don't know. The boat was great. I'm trying to think. Dude, that was a lot of, like, cool stuff I'd want to take away. Obviously not. Um, well, the boat's why I came <laughs> George up Clooney's, George Clooney's... Um, Creation. That was oh, in the basement. No. Where are you gonna put that? <laughs> that was uh, but no, I'm trying to think like I really like the boat. What else? Um You can have the bicycle, man. He thinks it's a Schwinn. No, I meant like the, the dildo bicycle. You can have Oh that no, one. not that one. <laughs> Definitely not that. Uh I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I'll take the boat. I really like that boat. That boat was nice. That's a nice boat. The wood grain, everything. I think we're all taking the boat. Um, okay. 2009 Oscars. This was not nominated for anything. Okay. But I want to go over. I think Brad Pitt definitely should have been nominated for a supporting actor here. This year, Heath Ledger won in The Dark Knight. Okay. I'm not going to hate on that one. 
Josh Brolin was nominated for Milk. Didn't see it, but um, I'm taking that one off. Um, Robert Downey Jr. I, and Tro- I would say, though, everyone talked about Milk, so that doesn't surprise me. That was definitely a big talk the town. Robert Downey Jr. for Tropic Thunder. Philip Seymour Hoffman and Doubt and Michael Shannon and Revolutionary Road. Damn, okay, that's stacked. I don't know, Jared, have you seen all these? I haven't seen Milk, ironically. Sorry, Brolin, um, I'm taking you off. Brad Pitt should have been there. Yeah, um, no, and I read, I love Josh Brolin, but I think that's the only one I haven't seen. Um, obviously, Philip Seymour Hoffman is amazing in every time he steps on screen, and mm-hmm. I think... This is Michael Shannon's like coming out party, so he was good in that. You know, Pitt was nominated for the Curious Case of Benjamin Button for lead actor in a role, so he was there. Um, that's it, man. Let's see, let's look at the directing here. Let's see if it was um, Slumdog, Benjamin Button, Frost, Nixon, Milk, and The Reader. We can get rid of The Reader and we can put this movie on there. I'm trying to think. Um, Script not based on anything. Let's see here. So the original screenplay. So we have Milk, Frozen, Frozen River, River, Happy Go Lucky. Ooh, In Bruges should have won. Let's be real. No, no, actually, Wally should have won. We can. Uh, Which one are you talking about? Oh, original screenplay. Yeah, Yeah. I love In Bruges. I'm going to go with Wally over that. Yeah. Yeah, come on, dude. Wally is like probably the best like, Pixar movie. Yeah. But the first 30 like, minutes you, had no, I guess. I get it. So I get it. Yeah, if you take away the nostalgia goggles that we all look through because we grew up on Toy Story, I honestly think Wally is probably the best Pixar movie. Is Moana Pixar? No, nah, it's Disney. Okay. Well, yeah, Wally's a good one. Um, okay. So, I mean, that's a, that's a strong that's a strong year. That's uh, yeah. It's it, like we usually go to these and we like ah, let's throw this out, let's throw this out. We go to twenty uh, two thousand eight and we're like ah, well, what can we do? Yeah. <laughs> so I only have like two notes here, and I already talked about one of them. How the movie acts like a, the serious political thriller, and the juxtaposition is great between like just the dumb and dumber type characters mixed in with this this clear and present danger type tone. Um, I thought it was great. <clears throat> I love how the sets of this movie, like the CIA building looks ridiculous. If like, if you really look at it, no building would look like that. You have to I noticed it this time watching. It. If you rewatch it again and you just look at the building, the long empty hallways, the, uh, that are like just foreboding and like on the outside it, the Russian, embassy it looks i don't even like a skyscraper but it's like like it looks like whatever if you ever played portal and you beat the game and she escapes oh yeah it looks like that building like some just secret factory off in the middle of the desert that no one knows about. i don't know it just looks funny uh, i thought the sets were ridiculous and over serious and i thought it was really cool jared what notes do you have um, no, I talked about, <laughs> so it's just so funny, uh, talking about George Clooney and his extreme paranoia, and then, um, towards the end of the movie, he was just, like, trying to, like, who do you work for? 
Hootie River yelling, yelling at Francis McDormand uh-huh. and just like looking around the park everywhere. I don't know. I just I just thought that was really great, and it just his acting in that moment was just fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then also I talked about um, obviously the foreshadowing that you mentioned. He kept talking about the gun discharge because I said I haven't seen it in a couple of years, so I picked up on that more. Like he when the first time he said it, I was like, oh yeah, foreshadowing. That's what that is. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so picked up on that, and then obviously the, the Brad Pitt shorts in this movie. It's just I don't know, man. Like fashion has changed so much in 2008; those things stick out like a sore thumb. I feel like he picked that on purpose. So like he's probably like, nah, my character's so dumb. He'd wear these like cargo shorts that aren't in style. Well, I am um, whatever. Because trivia, trivia for this movie sucks. Um, so I'll go ahead and say a part of it now. So, like, they intentionally dressed him in ill-fitting clothes because even when they dressed him in ugly clothes that fit, it's Brad Pitt, so it still looks <laughs> good. So they always bought him things that were either far too big or far too small. That, that's like, so true. That's they, How do you make Brad Pitt Yeah, that's Pitt what they, they dressed him like that on purpose. So, like, that's the reason why the shorts were so big. Yeah. Um, because they were like, we just got to give him, like, ridiculous size clothes because i mean obviously brad pitt still in shape but like he was like really good shape in that movie so it's just like everything looks good on this man (laughs) yeah he uh what a problem to have he's too good looking to look bad um yeah so yeah so i noticed that this time around and when i was reading the trivia i was like oh yeah that that makes sense (laughs) and that's why everything was ridiculous on his body um yorton you got any notes man i really didn't don't have any notes on the movie um yeah i I really don't got anything to add that i can think of all right let's go to categories here we got best scene all right i uh i'm gonna share my screen because i'm gonna watch these scenes because they're so funny to me uh, let me switch my screen to this. All right, so the first scene we have is Brad Pitt calling John Malkovich on the phone to try to get money out of him because he found his memoir, as Malkovich says. <laughs> no. He says it wrong <laughs> every time. Memoir. It's not memoir. I, I just, ugh, every time he said that, it drove right. me crazy. <laughs> it's funny. I, I just I want to set it up real quick because – He's so ready to call him. And then when he actually picks up the phone, he like freezes and he's like, goes into this weird voice. And he's like, uh, uh, Cox is just, <laughs> and he, he has no plan whatsoever. All right. Hello. Uh, Osborne, Osborne Cox. Yes. Uh, who is this? Um, this, um, is this Osborne Cox? <laughs> um, I'm a good Samaritan. I'm sorry I'm calling at such an hour, but I thought you might be worried. Worried? About the security of your shit. Here we go. What on earth are you talking about? Who am I speaking to? I, your files, your uh, the documents. I know these documents are 
sensitive, but I am perfectly willing to give back to you your sensitive shit. You know, at a, at a time of your choosing. What documents are you talking about? Osborne Cox? Yes, yes, this is... Hello, it's Osborne Cox. Who the fuck are you? What documents are you talking about? Okay. The bureau chief in Belgrade, we all call Slovak the butcher. He had very little report. All right, but- we'll stop there. But he's just like... Uh. <laughs> Osborne Cox, like he has no plan whatsoever. It it cracks me up. Um, so that's a nominee. The next nominee we have is when they actually meet in the car. And I want I want you to focus on Brad Pitt's eyes because he tries so hard to be serious and he keeps squinting at him and catching himself not squinting. It, it I don't know why, but the first time I watched it, I just died laughing and I died again watching it. So here we go. Osborne Cox. And you, I take it, are Mr. Black? Yes, I am. You have the money? $50,000? That's what was agreed upon. Osborne Cox. All right, let me explain something to you, Mr. Black. You know who I am, I know who you are. Perhaps. Appearances can be deceptive. Yeah. What you're engaged <laughs> in is blackmail. That is a felony. That's for starters. Appearances can be deceptive. I'm a mere good Samaritan. Who Secondly, the unauthorized dissemination of classified material is a federal crime. If you ever carried out your proposed threat, you would experience such a shitstorm of consequences, my friend, that your empty little head would be spinning faster than the wheels of your Schwinn bicycle back there. You think that's a Schwinn? No! (laughs) (laughs) Stop there. He's so out of touch with how serious this is that he gets wrote back out of it with the Schwinn comment. Like he's insulted. Oh, it's so good. His eyes. Um, and then I'm going to go ahead and combine both J.K. Simmons scenes. Where he's like, all right, what's going on again? I'm like, what? So we'll watch just a little bit of that. Um, the first one, I guess. All right, it'll start any second now. All right, good job, Internet. I'm not quite certain but it's messy. Kalima 2 tells us they have computer files from an ex-analyst of mine, Osborne Cox. Kalima 2? Our man in the Russian embassy. Mm. They were brought in to them by a woman. The Russians? Yeah, it was uh, brought in by a woman named Linda Litsky, associate of a guy named Harry Farrer. Pictures in the file with Farrer's. The Russians? Yeah. Uh, who's Farrer? Um, treasury guy who has been uh, screwing Mrs. Cox. That must be how they got the files. Or maybe Ozzy knows about them. They all seem to be sleeping with each other. All right, spare me. Yes, sir. But uh, this um, this treasury guy, um, it's uh, it's become complicated. Uh, 
He just shot somebody in Ozzy's house. Shot your analyst? No, Ozzy wasn't there. Um, our man surveilling hears a gunshot, sees the guy wrestle something into his car, follows him. He dumps a body in the Chesapeake Bay. Well, what did he do that for? Don't know, sir. For Christ's sake, did anyone fish the body out? Mm-hmm. And Russian, American? Don't know. Scrubbed of ID. And this uh, Linda... Linda Litsky. Yeah, she's Treasury? No. We're, um... We're fuzzy on her. So we don't really know what anyone is after. <laughs> All right, we'll stop there. Um, that kind of summarizes the whole movie there. Those, those are my three scenes. Jared, do you want to throw one on there or go ahead and vote? Uh... No, I'm going to go with, uh, I mean, I obviously I do want to mention when he finds the CD in the, um, at the gym, in the gym. And then he's like numbers and shit <laughs> files and shit. No, it's just, that one's good. And then, um, I also really love the opening dialogue at the beginning of the movie between, um, you know, with George Clooney, like, hi, is this, what kind of, is there lactose in the cheese? Is this, yeah. uh, you know, goatee? So they're all interacting, and then they're obviously talking about how much they hate each other. Uh, so I like that. And um, I got to nominate the end scene where J.K. Simmons is like, well, what do we learn? And then well, he said, I don't know. He's like, I'm yeah, combining that. I'm combining the I, two J.K. Simmons into one. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I just, I don't know what we learned. And then, I don't know. I think my just favorite. Just make sure we don't do it again. <laughs> Whatever we yeah, did. Just don't, don't do it. Yeah, no, I'm going to vote the, um, ah, uh, the Brad Pitt, the first Brad Pitt where he calls him. <laughs> okay. Jordan, what's your scene? J.K. Simmons scene by far. My favorite parts of the movie. I'm going with the meeting in the car. I can't, I mean, I laugh every time I look at his eyes and he tries to get serious and squints and <laughs> he just keeps repeating the same stupid stuff. You know, appearances can be deceptive and he has no idea what he's talking about. So there's no winner here. The whole movie's a winner there. Um, best line. I have two options here. I, it's John Malkovich when he gets canned. He says, I have a drinking problem. Fuck you, Pac. You're a Mormon. Next to you, we all have a drinking problem. And then... uh the iconic, you think that's a Schwinn by Brad Pitt. Makes me laugh every time. Um, Jared, you want to throw some more on there? Um, I thought you'd be worried about the security of your shit. <laughs> of your dot, 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 shit. Yeah, it's a good one. W- which one are you voting for? Mm, security of the shit. Okay. Yorton? I'm going to go with the Schwinn just because, yeah, that that's a pretty funny one. And, uh, yeah, I'll go with that one. Okay, I'll go with that one too. All right, MVP. This one's hard. Um, I mean, we didn't really talk about Really? Because everything you've talked about, your favorite th- parts are pretty yeah, much okay, it's Brad Pitt. Pitt. You're right. Um, <laughs> but I feel bad because we didn't really talk about Tilda Swinton, who was, she was good in this, but, I mean, her material just wasn't as. Oh, I did. It wasn't as I, juicy. I, I, <laughs> Huh? I said I talked about her that her character yeah, is did. a complete it's pretty much. But she hasn't really been a part of the larger conversation mainly because 
her her role wasn't as juicy and ridiculous as these other guys. Um, I'm going Pitt. I mean, he he was the best part of this movie for me. Jordan, who do you got? Because we're doing the main one. MVP of the movie. MVP of the movie. So I will go... I will also go Brad Pitt with this movie. Because okay. when I think about this movie, I think of like that goofy smile he has throughout the movie. And Jared? Uh, we got to talk about Frances McDormand. I uh, thought she was really good as Linda Litchkey. She was just fantastic in the role she was playing. And she stayed committed to her goal. And she got what she strove for <laughs> at the very beginning. Like, she just wanted that surgery. And she got it, yeah. The one of that money. But no, I just thought she was a really funny character. And like every per, every body in the movie that like played off of her like was really good. So I mean, like she just won Best Actress this past year. Uh, I don't think she should have won it for that movie, but she's just like a fantastic actress. And I'm so I'm kinda happy she, I'm happy she got it. Um and she just like roles like this where she's not even like the best she's still just like very good to me in everything she does and personally i think she should have wanted for three billboards or um obviously fargo a long time ago but no uh shout out francis mcdormand i know it's not the shout out i have a different shout out but we haven't talked about her so i kudos francis for being amazing and please continue to make movies um all that being said my mvp is brad pitt okay um, just want to talk about it for a bit. I get it. Brad yeah, Pitt, we didn't really here. cover her, so that was a good time. My sixth man is J.K. Simmons because he just really, those two scenes really just kind of hammered home what the audience was thinking. Like, what the fuck is going on? So I thought he did a great job just being himself and just kind of speaking for us. Um, Jared, who you got? Uh, I want to go J.K. Simmons, but I got to go John Malkovich, man. Yeah, but he was just... Yeah. But he's the main character. He's the main character. That's I don't like, know if he's six man. I uh, he's my six man. Hey, he's uh, that's like Tim Duncan as your six man. Like, what's going on here? Hey, I mean that—that's how the Spurs got their last championship. Uh as six man, he was the no, okay. Um, okay, Yorton, who you got? Going to go J.K. Simmons. That whole job Malkovich is the six man just cracked me up there, Jared. <laughs> hey, I mean Tim Duncan was six man on that team because you had Kawhi Leonard, you had Minor. Yes, but the story revolved yeah. around John Malkovich. So hey, hey, the Spurs revolved around Tim Duncan. <laughs> um, okay, so shout out. I don't really have a shout out. Anybody? Shout out. Silence is... We, we don't have to do it. Everyone, yeah. if you don't uh, have one in mind now. Hey, there anything you want to nitpick? I have one thing. When Brad Pitt jumps over the fence, it's a brick wall fence. There's no actual wooden fence. And then when he gets on the other side, you can see that it's <laughs> clearly not the same wall he jumped over. There's a wooden fence on the other side. Yes. But that's like a... <laughs> I mean, that's so stupid. It's, not, it's just a small nitpick. I was like, that's not the same wall he jumped. Um, but that's it. Anything else? No. No, there's really nothing I would change either. Um, Jared, you said trivia sucks. We'll move on from that. That means it's time for the Rotten Tomatoes game, y'all. Hey, if you don't hear it, it is playing when I say go. Um, I might have audio issues. So I'm going to play it right now. 
Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. All right. Rotten Tomatoes game, y'all. Um, okay. Who won last week? I forgot. I won. Who's I? Jared? Yep. Okay. Jared, you get to go last. Yorton, what did this movie get in Rotten Tomatoes, and why do you think it got that number? I'm going to go an 82. 82. Oh, my. He switched it up, y'all. How come? Why an 82? 82, because I felt like this was a, str- a strong movie. There's definitely Coen Brothers fans, but I don't... I, by far, I don't think this is one of Coen Brothers' best work, and I just feel like, like before when we started, uh, when we were talking, it's like, you're pretty much all in, or you're just like, eh, about this movie. And so I feel like an 82 of critics would be a good spot for it. Okay. Jared? Um, I think I'm going to go a bit lower. I'm not trying to price this right to you, but I think this is the number that I was set on was like 78. Um, because I feel like since this was the follow-up to what we all say is like probably one of the mm-hmm. top like 50 films ever made. Um, and then this is a movie that comes right after it. What? Expectations. So I feel like some critics are just going to knock it for that. So again, sorry, Jordan, I'm only going to a couple spots lower than you, but 78 was my number. One of you. Four points is fine. That's. Well, one of you have it right on the dot. Really? Yes. You're lying. It's Jordan, isn't it? And this movie got a 78 on Rotten Tomatoes. Jared <laughs> oh, oh, gets two points. No. Damn. Are you serious? The audience score of 65. Now, if this was reviewed today, I would say it probably gets mid-80s. But I think you Jared's think? right because of the expectations of what came after. It came right after No Country. It's like... People weren't expecting this, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like, even the first time I wa- I had to watch in theaters twice. Because the first time I watched in theaters, I liked it. But I was like, uh, my country was so good. But then when I watched it the second time in theaters, I was like, never mind. I took it for what it was. Yeah. And I loved it. Yorton was surprised by that statement. You don't think it's worthy of, like, an 85? No. I would, I, when I said 85, then I was like, yeah, it's okay, 85. Uh, uh I was thinking more like higher 80s when you said that, like oh. 87 or 88. I'm like, um, 85, okay. but I, I thought you were trying to say lower. Um, my bad. Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars. The last paragraph of his review says, This is not a great Coen Brothers film, nor is it one of their bewildering excursions off the deep end. It's funny, sometimes delightful, sometimes a little sad, with dialogue that sounds perfectly logical until you listen a little more carefully and realize all these people are mad. The movie's only 96 minutes long. That's long enough for a movie, but this time, I don't know. I thought the end felt like it arrived a little arbitrarily. I must be wrong because I can't figure out what could have followed next. Not even the device in the basement would have been around for another chapter. So... He was a little bit confused by the movie, but he enjoyed it. He kind of ended. He was like, hey, that, that's how it ends? Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to recommend this movie. I, it's a strong recommend. If you haven't seen it, you need to go watch this movie. It's a different type of comedy that you really haven't seen before. Um, it's really smart, really funny. Um, I don't think it's in my Hall of Fame. I'm not going to watch this. I'm not getting excited to go rent this and stuff, but it is something like if people ask me, should you watch it? I'm like, oh yeah, you definitely need to watch this one. Jared? 
Um, since you tried to pull that shit last week. Oh, serendipity's in my Hall of Fame. I, okay. I actually would have been really upset if you guys would have voted in the Hall of Fame because it does not deserve the Hall of Fame. That was just a personal Hall of Fame pick for me. But you vote. Go to hell, man. Still mad. Still mad. Go to hell. That movie was not a good movie. Just confused how you say uh, you enjoyed it more than Crazy Rich Asians. That's what I was confused about. (laughs) You pissed off your. I am hard recommending this movie. Um,. I'm I'm just going to put it in my personal Hall of Fame. I know it's not going to make our together Hall of Fame, which is fine. Um, but yeah, no 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 blockbuster Hall of Fame for me. Okay, Jordan. For me, it's sort of a tough movie to recommend, even though I did enjoy it and I got laughs at it and everything. You you just I feel like this is a movie you have to know the person's taste of movies before you go and recommend, or they're just going to be like, "What? This is a weird movie." You told me to go watch. That's true. That's <laughs> that's sort of my feeling on it. And no, it's not going to go on my Hall of Fame, but I I enjoyed it. Like if I asked my students to go watch this movie, they'd be like, "Sir, you you suck at picking movies." <laughs> but yeah, I feel like you got to be at least of a certain age or intelligence to get the irony and satire of the movie you know yeah yeah all right cool hey this was a fun time i like this movie a lot i'm glad i uh watched it again <laughs> i could watch that car scene and the phone call scene with brad pitt over and over man um security you're a shit <laughs> um um <Nope>. i um <laughs> he just like whispers into the phone cox um so yorton let's let's go to your movie now what director is your favorite director first who's your favorite director you know what i am going to go with my pick for Wrigley scott because when Wrigley scott's on fire like his best movies are some of my favorite movies now he's like definitely hit or miss but when he's on he's on dude i am oh. i i totally agree he is when he's on like he makes my like Blade Runner, Alien, two of my favorite movies of all time. Then he makes Prometheus, you know. And then he makes some other movies where I'm like, he made Gladiator. Please don't pick what I think you're gonna pick. What do you think I'm going to pick? Hold on, not you. I'm fun. Right, go ahead. What, what do you think you're gonna, Jared? Take a guess. Okay, he's gonna say Gladiator. We both we we both get one guess. Okay. All right. Hold on, I'm gonna guess DVD. first. You don't. You don't say anything, Jordan. Okay, I'll cover my mouth so you. Won't okay, don't say anything. And you can't change your pick. Can't change your pick. Okay, I'm gonna go with The Martian. Ooh, that's a good one. Damn, that's probably probably a good one. And we can't pick franchises because. Oh, yes, yeah. we can. If you well, want. I mean, he doesn't have any. Oh, aliens. Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> um, Blade Runner is part of. Oh yeah, technically Blade Runner. I keep forgetting about um, But I won't I mean, if you want to watch Blade Runner, I'm not gonna I'll watch it. I love it. Um damn. Alright. I'm gonna go for a wild card here and I'm gonna say Kingdom of Heaven. Nope. But I also do like that movie, but I have my own issues with it. It's one of those movies that's like oh, okay. But the movie I pick for him is Black Hawk Down. Oh, he did he fuck on of, of like of like realistic war movies, and I've 
really enjoyed the whole direction of the, that movie. And so that's why I want to pick Black Hawk Down. I watched this in high school, and I, because you guys talked about it, but I don't think I understood it. Yeah. I don't think this, like, it was, it was kind of hard to follow. I wonder if that was just me being 16, you know? I, yeah, definitely need to watch it again. I haven't seen it, like, Ray, probably since, like, I'm say high school, college, or whenever. Um, the cast is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cast all is crazy. Cool. I'm excited to watch it. I haven't seen it. Uh, we're back to our super dude movie, so yeah. At least, um, at least it's a good super dude movie to go with. Josh Hartnett, Ewan McGregor, Eric Bana, Tom Sizemore, <laughs> um, Jason Isaacs is in it. Who else? Oh yeah, Wolf Inter. Yeah, fucking Eric, love. Eric Bana. <laughs> yeah. Wolf Inter was an abyss. Um, but no, Jeremy Piven. Oh, American Gangster was right there. Jordan. I haven't seen that. Oh yeah, that's another movie that I really like. About. Oh, Orlando Bloom in this. Say what? Orlando Bloom is in it. Ty Burrell is in this. <laughs> what the Wait, hell? Hold on. Wait, you haven't seen American? Hold up. You haven't seen American Gangster? No. Seriously? I know. We'll pick it. No. Jordan, I didn't know oh, who, who I, oh Tom Hardy's in this. Jordan, I didn't know who your favorite director was. I was just I just figured you'd say Spielberg. Yeah, that's why I was saying like if we're talking about like I, I just looked through and like some of my favorite movies and he's directed some of my favorite movies and when he's on he's on and that's why i was like okay i'm gonna go wrigley scott just because in particular martian was another one that's yeah i love that movie mm -hmm. so that was a good pick by uh, thinking i might have picked the uh, the martian okay i mean the martian's so good yeah you're right he's hit or miss big time i think when he has a good script he's on man like he's on fire but when the script has issues he that's when he kind of struggles um, cool. Any last comments before we sign off, y'all? No. Not a lot. All right, y'all. So until next time, we will see you guys later.